0: Before you get into today's podcast, I just wanted to let you know that registrations for the Nest for years 1, 2, 3, and 4 are currently open. About 90% of the speakers that you hear on Origin Gate contribute to Nest material. So if you love the Origin Gate podcast, you're going to love the Nest. Join today, where we begin to grow and mature as sons of Yahweh. Classes kick off the first week of May 2021. To sign up, go to www.thefoundationnest.com It is such a privilege and an honour today to be sharing on Origin Gate Wisdom's Echo. This is Jane Schroeder and I'm going to continue with the theme of the Celtic Saints. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and the life of St Cusbeth. The period of time was 676 he was known as a hermit he was a bishop he was an incredible teacher leader teaching with authority and wisdom and power he's known for his fame of growing in holiness and devotion to prayer his whole life was about the devotion of prayer he was an influencer He must have been a very strong character. The island of Lindisfarne, there's a larger island, even though it's still quite small, and a smaller island adjacent to it. At times, the roaring waves and the thunderous, relentless northern sea winds, which I know very much about where I live in North Ayrshire at times during the winter, I would, find, I would imagine it was a very challenging place to live. But he loved creation. He loved the land. But he loved that solitary place of prayer and fasting and the remotest small island adjacent. The, it was called the Island of the inner farm. He would spend many hours there. Whoa. As you know, the life of a monk was very busy. They used to till the land to feed themselves. And they were generous to the people around them. It was very interesting when I was researching Cuthbert, some of the craziest creation stories, the stories of the raven birds visiting him and bowing to him. And some of the things that would come in the the spirit realm that they would have to fight. And the angels would come and help them, like Columbus. There's many famous stories of Columbus with the angelic. Uh, meeting with them down on the beach, conversing with them, they would be flying around at great speed. I love Cuthbert. He loved the grey seals that were around him. And he, they believed, historically, that he may be one of the first conservationists in that area in Northumberland and maybe in the United Kingdom. He actually issued a decree to protect the wildlife in the area where he lived. Isn't that just incredible? Whoa. He would see the joy in nature, whatever season he lived in. And I have to say personally, I've had to really learn this over the last three years during the wintry, crazy weather in Scotland. But it begins to grow on you, the love for the land, the love for the area, the atmosphere, And I've began to learn that those crazy windy days where I can hardly go out through my back door and my bins are flying everywhere and the sea is flying over the seawall and you can't even stand up. In fact, I always get a bit nervous in case one of the dogs blow in the sea. I usually avoid the beaches on those days and do a bit more walking inland. And that that ruark breath, that what I'm praying out or even stuff in my heart is going out with that wind, that roaring wind down across the land, to the south of England, out across Europe and right across the world, challenging what I'm praying and what I'm speaking out, the Ruark breath, it's beautiful. So Cuspas, often they were, they had to go and teach at remote, remote places, and particularly in remote districts and villages, and they were often strategically situated on high, rugged hills, which other teachers of the gospel would shrink away from. It says that Cusper's was given over from God. Beautiful grace to see into people's hearts and lives. Isn't that just incredible? You must have had amazing discernment and wisdom, and that intimate entwining I call it the entwining love tapestry with Yahweh. That close relationship which only is forged in the deep, deep places of prayer. A solitary prayer and fasting, the prayers of affection. It is said on some accounts that I've read that Cuthbert would take leave in the nighttime and go into the deepest, darkest water until the waves would swell up around him. It is said that he would cover his arms and his neck and he would spend hours in prayer and worship and singing in the night watches to the sound of the waves and the wind. Now, I have been there in the summer, Linda's farm and in the winter. I've waded out into the sea, up to my waist and after 20 minutes on a very hot sunny day, I was absolutely frozen. I could just about concentrate on praying, never mind my body temperature and my breathing. He must have been a hardy man, a strong spirit. And his friend, Bede, has written some amazing poetry that he wrote. And one of them is beautiful. It's called The Prayer of the Heart. My eyes, my eyes have seen the king. The vision of his beauty has pierced me deep within. To whom else can I go? My heart, my heart desires him. He's touched something inside of me that's now reaching out for more of him. And I know that I must go to him. My God is my love, my guide, my healing one, my bright love is my merciful Lord, my sweet love is Christ. His heart is my delight, all my love are you, O King of glory, Amen. Some of his writings are absolutely stunning and I've just had a birthday and one of my amazing friends bought me the Celtic Diary Prayer. It's called The Journey Begins. And I love it because it's a morning, afternoon and evening prayer and there are songs to sing with the music, there are chants and um, I'm really beginning to enjoy this. It's amazing, it keeps me focused on the same path that at this time the Lord has got me on. Wow, this is interesting. It is said that when Cuthbert. Prayed through the night and in the morning when the shadows disappeared and the darkness had ebbed and the light came, that he would come up on the beach at daybreak. The otters, the sea otters, would come and stretch out before him on the sand and they would begin to warm his feet with their breath. Wow! <laughs> and sought to dry him with their fur. That is incredible. When they had finished their ministry of love to him, to warm him up and care for him, they would receive Cuthbert's blessing and slip away into their natural habitat, into the water in the sea. God, could you imagine that? I think I'd be a little bit, what's oh, this is all to do, doing, licking my feet, warming my feet? But I believe that he was so, his heart was so in tune with the land. I believe he would be able to hear the sound of the trees, the frequency, the vibration. So I've been practicing this, practicing the presence when I walk the beaches. And I'll let you into a little situation that happened to me a few weeks ago. I decided to start paddling in the sea and then somebody gave me a wetsuit. I'm not a big one to go in the sea in the winter, but I thought, well, here's a good opportunity. So our friend, my son-in-law came to stay and we went for a quick into the sea and back out and get down and out. At least I've done it. I've braved it. Now I'm going to go in with my friend and properly swim. But I was sat just waiting, just enjoying the noise of the waves. And you could hear a dog barking in the background and just enjoying the, the sound of the birds and the gulls flying overhead. And I began to hear this whale sound now I knew there have been sightings of whales in fact last year there was one washed up on the beach huge 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 and there are these like small dolphin fish and there are very unusual uh, animals sea sea creatures that I did not know that you could see from the beach certain parts of West Kilbride and over the last couple of months when the sun's out, even if it's a cold day, I've took binoculars and I'm starting to see schools of fish that I've never seen before. And then I'll check it out and look and see what I've been seeing. So it's quite a big journey for me. I've seen stuff like this in Australia, but just down the road from where I live, it's beautiful, that creation's groaning and calling us. And I began to make the same sound as this whale sound. And I began to realize we actually have them in the sea near where I live. Isn't it incredible? And then I found myself talking to the birds and more than ever, even though I've always loved creation from a child. And it's almost like the more I delve into the Celtic saints, the more I delve into what they prayed, what they walked in, what they engaged with, it's stirring in my heart. And I'm hearing sounds and frequencies and things that I've never heard before. It's really beautiful. Whoa! So Cusbeth was a real like Madame Guillon, he had that personal relationship with Yahweh. And I had the privilege of being on the Scottish tour with Grant and Samantha, we really honour you today. And my good friend Theresa Bowen came with me and we got to visit Linda's farm. Now I've only been down the side where I wade out into the sea where it overlooks the inner farm Holy Island where there's a beautiful cross and it was quite a cold day so we decided to go on our own over that side there was hardly anybody there and I felt this Holy Spirit say so look down I picked up this beautiful red stone and the stone had circles all around it and I popped it in my pocket and I often have a stone in my pocket and I'll rub the smoothness of whatever stone I've got in my pocket and I thought God, four it a window a portal in the spirit and as I stood there holding it I looked out to sea and Teresa had gone up on the hillside and she's shouting and uh, what she does, like olam, and a beautiful Hebrew language. And it's just wonderful, filling the atmosphere right out across the North Sea. And I began to notice the sea open up. I now know I was probably in a different diven- dimension at the same time. And the sea opened up and there was Cuthbert, and he walked towards me and walked past me and he was holding a scroll a wooden scroll. And the whole time in my heart I'm saying, is that a Dead Sea Scroll? Is that a scroll of this? That's how it functions for me, and we all function in a different way, the way that we've been created to function, talking to Yahweh or Yeshua, Holy Spirit, conversing with the angelic, the cloud of of witnesses. And that's, because there's a cloud of witnesses, it says in scripture, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. He didn't look at me at all. I was a bit aghast and I sort of looked at myself and I'm here in my red red coat and my stone in my hand and he's there. As I looked behind him, eight monks came out of the water and lined up on one side, one on the left and another eight on the right. And he stood in the middle and down the far end as I looked down the beach, one of my friends was stood there and I knew he was about to receive the scroll. I just stood quietly. In the background, Teresa shouting. She can see these men, the monks in the sea. I knew that we were on the same encounter. We were seeing the same thing. It was incredible. The presence was just really strong. It wasn't like the joy. I like the joy, that hysterical laughter or being, you know, encapsulating the wonderful joy of the Lord, I love that, but it was very much a silent, sombre, heavy, heavy presence, and so I noticed on the right side of my friend, a lady, and I could see myself in the line at the end of the monks, the ninth person, step to stand next to my friend, and I knew instantly I was the cupbearer, the Nehemiah, and when I moved to Scotland, it just confirmed that years before, the Lord said, go to Scotland to help them build who was them. And I began to realise a lot more of the destiny of why I was there. It's incredible. So my friend released, re- re- received the scroll and they turned and they went back into the sea. But as he received the scroll, the top part unravelled and he said, Over Kingdom, Dariada, which is a place called Danada, Kilmartin. And it's a mound of rocks where Columba would go, you would climb to the top, and there was this rock where you would place your foot and you would inaugurate kings. The King of Northumberland got asked Jesus and he got saved there. And got to know Christ, Jesus Christ, as his Lord and Savior. And he entered into that heavenly relationship with the Pericroetus. Many people would come. Now remember, there's no mobile phones, they would know in the spirit. In the kingdom realm That voice would be calling them To this place It's an amazing place And then the top of the scroll Raveled back up again And the bottom dropped down And I saw this golden glowing seal Like the waxy red seal On royal letters On special documents But this was a golden glowing Moving As I can describe it Vortexy thing I've seen it before On a scroll for my family Roll back up and that was it. I was stunned to say the least. I turned, walked to meet my friend and we walked from there right across to the castle in silence and it was a while before we talked a little bit about what happened. A few days later on we were on Dana, Dariada, the Over Kingdom where the top of it was a proper village that functioned and they functioned with part of Ireland. It was part of the same kingdom you can look it up and there my friend got engaged and I'd seen it that day in in the in the kingdom realm the Lord had given me a glimpse but I didn't say a word it's so wonderful isn't it so I could pray and bless them and so yeah we're working together on whatever the Lord's showing us in Scotland and we're beginning to get more and more pieces of them the destiny and what we're to, we're to usher in our part for this generation right now and, of course, for future generation and humanity. So thank you very much for listening and I bless you as Cuthbert would if he was here now. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. It's a privilege and an honour and have an awesome day. Farooqatah shalom shalom.